This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to the Guna Talk. Back in with you guys for another show for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, episode 50. 50 days in a row without fail, 8 a.m. UK time. How many signings have Arsenal made? We've made f- none. We've made none. No signings. None at all. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a really fulfilling uh, 50 days uh, is what it's been. <laughs> it's been the most predictable 50 days I think we've ever seen as Arsenal fans. However, we did start this well before the transfer window opened to build up the kind of transfer window pre-drinks, if you will, that has gone ahead for one of the most unsuccessful nights so far. But it could end in a really good way. We just will have to wait and see and keep grafting away to try and make sure our night is successful. But for now, it is going down like a pretty much damp squib uh, at the moment, which is a term I haven't used in a long time, but I'm planning on using a hell of a lot more. Good morning. I hope you are all well and good and everything in your world is a lot more right than than Arsenal's transfer ins and outs for that matter. We're going to talk about both this morning, but if you have enjoyed even just some of the 50 shows that we've done in a row every single morning for you guys, or if you're in the East every single lunchtime for you, if you're in the West every single ridiculous hour at night that you're still getting up to watch these, you crazy people, then please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And if you'd like to help support the channel, you can by joining up as a member, and then you can join our Discord server as well and get access to lots of cool and exclusive stuff. So... Let's crack on with the first story of the day, which is uh, about three players that have left the club. One, quite surprising. Two, not as surprising. First of all, we'll start off with Zek Medley, who spent this season on loan at Jules and Kilmarnock. He has gone uh, to Oostenda in uh, Belgium, which I'll probably pronounce completely incorrectly. And he signed for them permanently until 2025, uh, and Arsenal have inserted a sell-on clause. No fee. As far as I'm aware, um, according to Ars Blog, there is no fee attached to this one. Trey Coyle, again, the same. He has gone off to Lausen, uh, Lausen Sports in uh, Switzerland. 
He joins on a permanent deal again. Sell-on clause inserted, but no transfer fee associated. And finally, the most surprising, I think, of all is Mark McGuinness, who was signed for Cardiff City in the championship um, from us. And that, again, no transfer fee, just a sell-on clause. I don't know anything about like a first, first choice buyback, but yeah, really... I don't want to use the word strange because maybe I'm overrating Mark McGuinness, but I thought he did quite well at Ipswich. But Arsenal have so many centre-backs at the moment, so many defenders, especially in the youth side of things. You've obviously got Ballard who's doing really well. And the, I think the kind of the club are are prioritising Ballard over him. Um, but still, I thought McGuinness had a you know a bright future, but uh, maybe it'll be somewhere else and not at Arsenal. So there is three confirmed departures of which Arsenal had made. Zero money from, um, but uh, sell-on clauses are inserted into all of their contracts. Let's go on to our other possible outs. And we start off with Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Eddie Nketiah, who could still play together next season with Watford supposedly interested in both players. Watford, of course, got promoted from the championship last season, coming in second place behind Norwich City. And they are looking at both of these players to possibly add to their team uh, whether or not this will be a loan or a permanent deal or what the fr- price might be is we, we don't know there is no credible information on on that amount of detail there is the only credible information that we have is that there's interest right now and that's that comes from if you search it up on the socials it will pop up for you so plenty of information that there is interest supposedly from Watford but nothing on a fee nothing on a type of deal we'll have to wait and see if uh, any other legitimate news comes out in the next couple of weeks on that but there's certainly two players that i think arsenal should be looking to move on we go on to our next story which is Matteo genduzzi with this looked like pretty much a straightforward situation for arsenal initially it was like like it was going to go off to marseille join marseille and and leave arsenal and, and wave goodbye to a wholly uninspiring career at the gunners um but interestingly this is not happening so far it's it's getting quite slow, and that has opened the door to other clubs. We, we talked about Borussia Dortmund being supposedly interested about a week ago. And now the latest club, according to Portuguese outlets, is Benfica interested in uh, Matteo Genduzzi. Uh, interestingly, there are links with uh, other players, other clubs, which we'll come on to talk about in a second. Um, but supposedly one of the reasons why uh, they're interested is because they're also linked with Steven and Zonzi from Roma. Uh, they're waiting for basically Granite Xhaka to come in and then they can sell uh, Steven and Zonzi, who's not in Jose Mourinho's plans. He spent time on loan at Rennes, of course. Uh, Genduzi, if that doesn't happen, could be another option for them. My prediction will be that it will still end up at Marseille, but Benfica have emerged today, according to Portuguese, Portuguese outlets, as a possible uh, side that he would like to, or rather they would like to sign him. Let's move on to our next one, which is Lucas Torreira. Uh, the Lazio news we brought you yesterday is stepping up a little bit. There's a little bit more refinement about the details of this, that Lazio are more interested in a loan and Arsenal are supposedly more so pushing for an obligation to buy at the end of that loan, should they agree to it. They, they need to get this deal sorted. They don't need him on the books anymore. If he comes back after a loan deal, we'd have a single year left on his contract and he wouldn't have the value that he does this summer, of course, playing at the Copper America, supposedly doing quite well so far for Uruguay too. So Arsenal will want to get as much money as feasibly possible for Lucas Torreira. If it is a loan deal, they'll want an obligation to buy at the end of it. 
Moving on to our final out story revolving around Alexandra Lacazette. Now, with Arsenal being linked to a number of strikers, which we'll talk about in a second, this has thrown up in the air the future of Lacazette, with Arsenal supposedly open to selling him. Now, there are no credible sources out there at the moment saying what club um, Lacazette could move to. You may have seen some ITK links here and there. So there's absolutely nothing legit about um, a name of a club just the fact that Arsenal want to move him on. We've 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 seen there might be clubs out there that could be interested. France seems a likely maybe place that he could go to, but so far there is nothing legit about any clubs interested in him. And as soon as there are, we'll make sure to tell you. But he is legitimately someone that Arsenal could be looking to move on should they move for either one of a few players um, that we've been linked to. One of which was, of course, Andre Silva. And we released a video for you guys yesterday breaking down Andre Silva, that is out on the channel. We were joined by Manuel Vate, uh, who gave us some really interesting stuff regarding the Portuguese forward. But another player that's come up that we've been linked to today is Alessand Player from Borussia Mönchengladbach, French striker, uh, has played at Gladbach for a little while now. Hasn't had the most amazing of seasons. Um, I certainly would prefer Andre Silva to this guy. He's 28, he would turn 29 in March of next year. Um, I think he would still cost a little chunk as well. But he only scored six Bundesliga goals, which, if you think about it, is less than a quarter of the amount of goals that Andre Silva scored for Frankfurt. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a very loose link and not one that I would pay too much attention to. And if it was one that turned out to be more legit, I would be concerned uh, that that was the player that Arsenal would be going for. Going on to uh, Sambi Lukonga, of course, we brought you uh, the interview with Sash, uh, Sasha uh, Tavalieri, uh, Belgian football uh, journalist, the other day. And it looks like this one is is getting closer and closer. Personal terms sorted. It's now just a case of getting the two clubs to agree on a price, which is proving to be the more difficult kind of area of the game. But interestingly, um, an interview was revealed, I think it was by Football London, that he did a while ago where he said that he basically had turned down uh, trials at both uh, Liverpool and Man United in the past to focus on getting a diploma, interestingly. But in that same interview, he did say that he dreams of one day playing for Barcelona and Manchester or Manchester City. So uh, it was a mixed bag of, of news. But that is something that was said when he was younger, of course. But interesting uh, to hear him say that he turned those huge clubs down to focus on himself and on getting that important qualification so you know message to the kids inspiration uh patrick van arnholt now chris wheatley yesterday reported that arsenal's interest in the likes of josh doick and bertrand was waning and that looked like they those two certainly weren't going to happen but one one name anyway that is still on the list is patrick van arnholt but if arsenal were to move from him supposedly it would occur later on in the window he is obviously on a free and if arsenal are willing to wait until later in the window they risk, of course, losing Patrick Van Arnholt as a target to another club because he's now left Crystal Palace. His contract is expiring. And so, therefore, he's free to go to whoever he likes. And if Arsenal are going to wait on this, they may find themselves a little bit too late. So I feel like if they want him, they should probably go for him. But I sense the reason why they're waiting is because they're probably looking for a younger profile player uh, to, be, to become available before they move for any kind of left back. And if that doesn't work out... They might go for Van Arnholt afterwards. He's obviously playing at the Euros this summer, starting for the Netherlands over the likes of Owen Vindal. So that shows you how highly Frank de Boer rates him. Of course, I think he did work with him at Crystal Palace, so he knows him very well. Um, 
but he would be a solid backup, I think, to Tierney. Someone that just offer that little bit of extra cover, more quality cover than we've had in the past, better than Kalasinak. So, yeah, I would be fine with us bringing him in for a couple of years, but no more than one or two years. I think that would be the most sensible thing to do. Um, going on to, I believe, what is the final part of the uh, news today, which is on Aaron Sanchez. Now, of course, uh, we heard yesterday and we revealed to you yesterday in an interview uh, with Diego Montalvan that uh, Arsenal have uh, stepped ahead with their interest for Aaron Sanchez. Uh, and we actually brought you an interview with Diego, who we told you all about the situation that we find ourselves in. I mean, roll the clip. I was able to actually, with the Aaron Sanchez situation, I... Um... I got a, a WhatsApp. Someone said, hey, look at what happened. And I said, whoa, let me check into this about Aaron Sanchez Arsenal. So I directly went with one of my colleagues to contact the club, Cantolao, in Peru. Um, and they reassured me, yes, there is there is interest for Aaron Sanchez. And he was uh, offered a trial. So while I was doing that, I also went and checked in with, with, uh, with my colleague in, in, in England. And we tried to figure out what was going on. And then I, we were able to confirm that Edu did uh, him. He personally uh, invited Aaron Sanchez to, to a trial. So interesting to hear from Diego there. Um, he works for Telemundo, uh, which is a Peruvian outlet. And he works for them in the US. And uh, it was great to hear from Diego yesterday. That is out on the channel now. If you want to go and listen to the full interview, it tells you a lot more about Aaron Sanchez as a player. And interestingly, he's rated uh, from those born in the year 2003 alongside the likes of Jude Bellingham and Florian Wirtz. He's rated exceptionally highly. And supposedly the news that's come out today is that he, or rather uh, later on yesterday, was that he will spend um, pre-season with Arsenal this summer. Well, that's the invitation anyway. Whether or not that means he'll play in the games um, mm -hmm. is yet to be seen, but he's been given an invitation directly from Edu. So if you want to hear more about him, then make sure you go and check out the video on the channel. There will be a link. Uh, of course somewhere after the show's finished being live but that concludes today's news so if you have any questions of course please feel free to throw them into the chat box and we will try to get as much uh, of your questions answered as feasibly possible um, Temi says link to everyone signed no one pretty much is how Arsenal is right now let's scroll up a little bit more and see what you guys were saying in regards to some of the players we were linked to um, Silva for Lacquer uh, says Dom uh, this is not Alex says I'd rather keep Lacquer than sign player I agree with you um, and Scott says if we get player to replace Lacquer I am done uh, Ben P says I would rather sign Marcus Turam over player than we are talking um, Shiamo says 35 million for both Eddie and Mainsley would be fair 35 million pounds well I mean I'd take 25 or maybe even 20 to be honest at this stage um, Yonick says so do we be a great stepping stone yes Yonick that's kind of where we find ourselves in with, with some clubs the situation that Arsenal are at right now unfortunately uh, Sahil says Tom how do clubs from Serie A not pay for signing players but sell their players on inflated fees because um, they're really good at identifying the talents, Sahil. They're really good at finding talents on the cheap. Um, they don't have the reputation of kind of the money associated with Premier League clubs. So they, the clubs that they're buying from don't have the negotiation tactic of saying, look, you're in the Premier League club, you have loads of money, so we're going to charge you an inflated price. They don't have that, so they just sign their their players pretty much much more cheaply. You can also get players without those work permits a lot easier as well. So that's typically why they can 
they can buy them cheaper and then sell them for a lot more. Social says, if we buy a player, we get rid of uh, with a sell-on clause. Do we then get cash back if we are the buying team? Um, it's a good question, actually. Um, I'd imagine that you would. I don't see why you wouldn't, unless there was any clause in the contract that states that if you do buy them back, you don't get that sell-on clause applied. But it would make sense, wouldn't it, that you would get kind of that 20% discount, I suppose, if you've inserted a sell-on clause into a player. Um, Manuel says, Zef Medley going to Ustender is good business. Our defence is stacked, so they wouldn't get in. Ustender is a selling club, so don't be surprised for a cheeky sell-on fee in the near future. Answer says, how about Emerson from Chelsea as left-back cover? I mean, have we had... Um, have we had enough Chelsea kind of surplus players at this point? I know that's not a reason to turn your nose up at anyone specifically, but I just, you know, I feel that it's probably time Arsenal move for a profile of player that's more, you know, got the, the ceiling and the, the potential to improve than Emerson that's not really showed too much whilst playing in the Premier League. I expect him to go off to probably an Italian club this summer. Uh, this is Alex says, my football manager, <laughs> my football manager, what? Uh, experience is that you do get a discount. Oh, there you go. Um, Fargo says, Tom, do you get the impression that Arteta wants to play a back three? Perhaps we've talked a little bit about this before with the types of centre-backs we've been linked to. Saliba played in the back three. Ben White's played in the back three. Um, so there is all the possibility that we could see Arsenal switch against the back three. We will have to wait to see with the systems that we trial in pre-season. Wesley says, Tom, what would you do with Nelson if you were Arteta, considering Willian is leaving? I'd sell both, mate. I think that we've got the opportunity to make some money on Nelson and Willian this summer. Willian, of course, a lot less. It's more so about getting his wage uh, wages off the wage bill. But I think that with Nelson... I just don't see him getting in ahead of the players that we've currently got, in head of Pepe and Saka and Martinelli that's there as well. Aubameyang can play in a wide area too. I just don't see it. And I think that maybe Arsenal could even end up signing someone. Smith Roken, of course, playing a wide area. And if we buy a number 10, he might, in fact, do that. So, I, yeah, I would sell Nelson at this point. We haven't got the European football lever to give him more minutes. So I think it's probably the right time to, to move him on. Uh, Ludwig, one of our newer members, says, Tom, do you think Arsenal is a scouting organisation for other clubs? Um, I think that Arsenal have obviously, in the past, found some really big gems of the games, your Fabregas's, your Nazaris, etc., and sold them on for a, a profit. But actually, Arsenal haven't really done that recently. In fact, the only players that we've made profit on in the last 10 years are Oxlade-Chamberlain and Giroud from our starters. So I don't think that we are. Um, I think that maybe we we breed some young... Breed. <laughs> that we produce some youngsters. Breeding, Christ. Um, we produce some youngsters uh, from the academy that then go on to do some decent things. Your Gnabry's, your Vanassas, your Marlins, etc. But I'm not sure about scouting for other clubs, no. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more. Alistair says Patrick Van Arnholt would be a good buy. Realistically, how many players will Arsenal buy if six players leave? I would hope that more players than six are going to leave. Um, but I would hope you'd get at least five or six back, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Gunnar Sanitou says Arsenal's hierarchy is like watching wacky races which, uh, you know, back in the day, that is an old reference. Stephen Lynch says, with Dakar signing for Leicester, uh, do you think that Arsenal could move for Eduard? I, I don't think Arsenal are going to go for Eduard. I think Eduard might end up actually staying at Celtic, which I think is a bit of a mistake. Um, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Uh, Blue Red Trill says, uh, Isaac or Silva, I think Isaac suits the Premier League. More, I'd personally choose silver based upon the factors of the price being 36 million compared to the 50 odd million for Isaac. 
Um, the fact he's 25 already would transition immediately. He's more physical um, and his goal record's a lot better as well. So I, I would lean towards Andre Silva over Isaac, but I'd be happy with either. It's not a case of saying I don't want one or the other. I'd happy if Arsenal signed either of those two. Uh, Dyer says, any news on Ben White? Nothing more than what we've heard recently. Bid was rejected. There's an expectation that another bid will eventually go in, if not already, but we haven't officially heard anything as of yet um, about any kind of deal for that. So no, nothing, Dyer, I'm afraid, that's from a legitimate source that you've seen is telling us anything more than the rejected bids and the hope that, or rather the, the expectation that they're going to go in with a second bid for Ben White. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Shailendra says uh, there are some rumours that Arsenal have 250 million war chairs. Is this rumour true? No. Uh, if it is true <laughs> that Arsenal have more money than required, we could buy all of these. No, there's no truth behind that story. Um, it's it's just made up. <laughs> it's just made up. Uh, Rich Cosford says, Tom, I don't think Zek was good enough, but I thought we rated that McGuinness. He was under 18's captain. I thought... Am I wrong? No, Rich, we did rate him. Um, and I said at the start of the show, I, I was surprised to see McGuinness leaves, actually, especially for nothing. Um, the fact we got a sell-on clause in that is good. But yeah, I, I just think it's more down to the fact that we're so congested in that centre-back area. That's why we've let him go. Uh, Fargo says, apparently there are incentives within Saliba's contract where if he meets certain milestones, his fee could rise up to £40 million. Thoughts? It wouldn't be surprising, to be honest. Um, but there was no official reports when we signed him it was a case it was a 27 28 million pound deal there wasn't i thought add-ons were included in that so i haven't heard anything legit about that but i don't think that's going to affect the arsenal play him or not um you, you remember the whole story about pablo marie's incentives which is just because he was injured and they were trying to come up with a reason for why he wasn't playing it's just you know it was uh it was a story that's all it was so i wouldn't buy into that too much to be honest whatsoever um Meshak says, How is the Madison deal going? Uh, what Madison deal is probably what I would say. There's just interest. That's all that we know legit is that there's no bids, no official bids been made, no talks, nothing like that. Just that there's interest. That's all that there is. Um, that's all that's been reported officially and legitimately is that there's just been interest. Until we hear anything of actually an official bids, uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up. I mean, I'd like him. Believe me, I really would. I think he's a great player. and I think that he would add a lot to Arsenal and actually I think it would be a good move for him. But nothing serious so far on the the Madison style. Uh, Manuel, uh, Manuel says, could you explain how a trial works? Sure, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I interviewed uh, Cole Bassett, who is a Colorado Rapids player playing in the MLS. And he had a trial at Arsenal uh, about three years ago. Uh, and basically just what happens is you, you come along, you you play some of the youth games, you get involved with some of the youth games. Of course, this is happening in pre-season, so there isn't any youth games going on at the moment. Um, so you, whether or not he would be involved in any pre-season games, I don't know. But you come to the club for a selected period of time. Cole was here for about a week or two. You get training with the first team. You play with the first team in training and you see how you integrate, see how you compare. You get tips from the coaches. And he said, Cole said that one of the things that was kind of most important to his kind of game is that he's learned things that he's doing now really well at the Colorado Rapids was from that trial period at Arsenal. It does go to show the difference and the high quality difference in, in coaching that we've seen. The MLS has improved a lot in the last three years, especially with its coaching. So it may be a lot closer now, but 
it's just a, a small period of time. Player comes in, trains with the team, plays a couple of matches if there are if they're in the season, if they're in preseason. I'm less certain about what happens, but it's just a, a small trial period where they train with the team, and then at the end of the trial, the club makes a decision on whether or not they'll they'll go forward with some interest, offer them a contract, go to the club and say, look, we want to buy him. Uh, that's that's how it works. I'll leave a link to the interview with Cole because he does talk about that in in the interview. Uh, let's scroll down. Um, GGTV says, Tom, uh, thoughts on a sign in John Joe Kenny? Not interested at all. Not one for me whatsoever. Dallas Ferris says, Tom, Lukonga allegedly agreed personal terms of Arsenal. What do you think of the player if we get to sign him? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that is is supposedly very, very true. Um, in regards to what I think of the player, I think it's a, a step in the right direction for Arsenal. He's not necessarily an out-and-out starter week in, week out, because he's still a bit of a prospect at 21. But he's a good player. Um, he's a very good player. And he's got the characteristics and his leadership that we also need in the team. And he, he's not. He does, I don't think he'll he'll bulk at the kind of the occasion. I think he will really take it in his stride, and it'll it'll really come to the fore with him. Um, Ludwig says, "Would you look at the MLS to recruit and buy players?" Yeah, one hundred percent would. I think it's a bit of an untapped market for Arsenal. We're seeing players move from the MLS recently. You look at the likes of Brian Reynolds. Uh, going to Roma, you look at Weston McKenney, of course, went to Schalke, and now at Juventus. Um, we look at Tyler Adams, who moved from New York Rebels to RB Leipzig, uh, and is doing really well there. Alfonso Davies, Vancouver Whitecaps, Jonathan David over to Lille. Um, there is lots of talent in the MLS that I think that Arsenal should certainly be looking at, and uh, Almiron moved to Newcastle too. And I think maybe it's something that we do need. Uh, we've got links with Colorado Rapids because, of course, it is also owned by Stan Kroenke, uh, which is part of the reason maybe why Cole Bassett got that trial at Arsenal. But it is an area that is untapped and there's a lot more promising talent coming through. Uh, and I think a lot of teams are making use of the improvement in the coaching and in the, the youth development going on in North America. That's for sure. Uh, Benji says, what's this I'm hearing about Kamavinga? Benji, I've heard nothing about Kamavinga that's legit. No official sources have come out and said that Arsenal have, have opened talks, have offered a contract, anything like that. That's not to say they aren't interested, but there's nothing official. So be very careful about what you read about Kamavinga at the moment. Calvin, good to have you back in the chat, mate. Hi, Tom. Has Tierney officially signed a new contract? Uh, officially, obviously, there's nothing on the website, so we don't know anything officially. Um, but it seems from the reports that are surrounding it that this is a, a imminent situation. And after Scotland are knocked out of the Euros, which could be today, we'll wait and see, um, that Tierney will sign that new five-year contract. So that's fantastic news for Arsenal. Really, really good news. Um, Emmanuel says, would you think of both Basuma and Lokonga uh, in a 4-3-3? I think with Basuma, Lokonga and Partey in a 4-3-3 would be fantastic and a really good kind of mobile, um, industrious, tenacious midfield three. Uh, Jashar says, Tom, with all the rumoured outs, Bellerin, Saliba, Mavropanos, Torreira, Ganduzi, Xhaka, Elneny, William, Maitland-Niles, Willock, Nelson and Ketia and Lacazette, who would you keep? Oh, none of them. Um None of them, uh, other than Saliba, is the only one I would keep from those guys, uh, to be honest, because I think that we are going to be replacing uh, everyone else as far as I would be. And Willock, I suppose Willock as well. Willock and Saliba are the two that I would keep from that group, but that's that's about it, to be honest. Uh, Jesus uh, from Porto says Jazz Meets. Um, 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. He is on uh, towards the latter end of his, of his 20s. He would give you three or so years, I reckon, as a right back, maybe even more than that. But it depends on fee. It depends on how you would transition. But that's gone very quiet from any initial links that initially came out. Uh, Sahil says, Tom, did you see the Bellerin podcast? What are your thoughts on the part about Arteta? I haven't seen that, Sahil, actually. No, um, it was a very busy day yesterday, so I missed that. But you'll have to send me a DM, Sahil, and let me know where that is, and we'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit more. It says, uh, Shell Andrew says, according to you, uh, who should Arsenal buy and which position should Arsenal be strengthening? We've actually done a couple of these shows where I tell you I think Arsenal should be going for. It's a real shame that Eberechi Eze got seriously injured for Palace because I would have liked us to see us go after him. Um, I would have liked to have got Buendia, but there are a lot of other alternatives out there. I like the idea of Madison. I like the idea of Basuma. I, I love the idea of Lokonga. Ben White, I think, is a player that would improve us and we should go for him. Right back area, I'd like us to see go someone like Max Ahrens. Left back, I think Van Aanholt would be a fine backup, but maybe we could look for someone younger, like a Katterbach, maybe from, uh, from Cologne. Striker-wise, I like Andre Silva. I like Isaac. There's, there's lots of options. And uh, at the end of the month, which is only in a week's time or so, we will do that June update show that we did at the end of May and we'll see what's changed in that time. Um, so Satvig says, Tom, uh, thoughts on the what chickens struggle? Oh, <laughs> the dogs like, what? Thoughts on Spurs struggling to get a decent manager? It's great, Satvig. It's fantastic. And I'm reveling in every second of it. I'm so happy you called them the chickens. That's hilarious. Uh, completely through me. Jay October says, do you have any idea what Arteta is trying to improve from last season and our style of play judging from the players that we're signing? I think he's trying to sign players with energy in the midfield. I think he's trying to sign players that will add to us at the back in terms of how we play out from the back. Linked with Onano is much better than Leno at that. Linked with Ben White is much better than who we've got already at that. I think he's trying to sign players with that. Also that leadership quality, like Sambi Lukonga, a, a captain, one of the captains at Anderlecht at a really young age. Ruben Neves was captain of Porto at a young age and has obviously got that uh, characteristic in him as well. So I think there is lots of um, positive kind of characteristics around the players that Arteta wants us to sign. Social says, do Arsenal need to find a feeder club again? Yes, this is actually something I talked about before. I did a show on um, how Brexit will affect Arsenal. And one of the things that Arsenal need to look at is actually finding a feeder club. Because Manchester City, for instance, you're, you're probably well aware of the City Football Group. City Football Group are basically uh, the I said the company, I suppose, if you want to call it, that owns not only just City, but they own Girona, they own Montevideo, I think it is, in Uruguay. Uh, they own a club in India. They own uh, Trois in France. They own. I think there's a team in. I think there's a team in Italy. Maybe they own one in North America. They own one in Chile. Uh, they basically they just own loads of of different clubs. The one in Belgium, um, Beerschot, I think it. Maybe it's Beerschot. Um, no, it's not. It's a different one. But anyway, uh, they own quite a few. And you've got Leicester that's got one. You've got Brighton that's got one. You've got uh, Man United are looking for one. Chelsea, I think, have got one. They basically, the reason why clubs have these feeder clubs, especially now, is because in the UK, we cannot sign 16 to 18 year olds that are outside of the UK. So remember when we signed Joel Idaho from Ajax? We signed Salah Adin when he left Feyenoord. We signed Nikolai Moller from Malmo. We signed uh, George Lewis from Fram Larvik. 
We signed, uh, I think there's one other. I can't remember the other one. Um, but we signed a, quite a few players from kind of foreign clubs and of different nationalities. And the reason why we did that was because we weren't going to be able to do that after January 1st of 2021, um, or rather at the end of 2020. So a lot of clubs, what they're doing is, is you have clubs like Man City that have got all these different clubs. They buy players from the clubs that are within their ownership they develop themselves at those clubs abroad. And then when they reach a certain age and they're allowed to move over to Man City, they then buy them from those feeder clubs. Uh, and that's the loophole around the, the regulations after Brexit's happened. And Arsenal don't have that. Uh, the only link that Arsenal have is to Colorado Rapids purely because Dan Kroenke owns us and them. But Arsenal don't have any kind of, at this stage, a feeder club uh, or an associated club or a partnered club uh, on the continent, which is a bit of a problem um, because of how Arsenal will struggle to get in kind of that 16 to 18-year-old talents from a, from the continent. So it's something that Arsenal need to work on um, and hopefully Arsenal can get hold of a, a feeder club. So there you go. Beveren wasn't a feeder club though. Beveren was kind of a... It doesn't, I don't think it even exists anymore. Uh, it was just a Belgian club that we sent players to. Like Chelsea send loads of players to remember Vitesse Arnhem, but they never had like an official... I don't think it was, there was an official line. It was just kind of a an unspoken agreement. And I think that was pretty much what we had with Beveren. And we sent, um, I mean, Graham Taylor, the goalkeeper, went. there's an amazing video of him punching a fan. If you find that on YouTube, type in Graham Taylor, Beveren fan uh, pitch invasion. It's an amazing video of that. Um, Yaya Toure went there uh, when he was on trial with us. And then we sent him to there. I can't believe we didn't go through with that one. So yeah, there's loads. Um, there's absolutely loads um, that we've, we've done in the past, but we have nothing now. So that's something that Arsenal definitely need to change. Gladback, yeah, you're thinking too high, Pedro. It's, you need to be thinking of much smaller teams in, in smaller leagues um, than, than the likes of Gladback. Um, yeah, again, Real Betis, you, you're thinking too big. We need to be thinking of smaller teams in the Belgian league or in the Dutch league or, you know, these types of, of teams or in the second division in France, second division in Italy, like these types of teams. That's That's the level you need to look at. And it's not even necessarily about the players they've already got. It's about the players that they could sign from elsewhere, develop, and then, you know, we sign them from those clubs. That's that's the difference. Anyway, yeah, Rebel Salzburg. Perfect. Um, by the way, yeah, yesterday, of course, you probably saw Austria beat Ukraine and go through to play Italy. And that's actually, ironically, the game that I'm now going to be able to go to at the Euros, which is quite awesome. So I'll be able to actually wear the Rebel Salzburg shirt to an official Austria match for the first time ever, which is quite cool. Anyway, we're going to round things off there, guys. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, as always. This was episode 50 uh, of the Arsenal Transfer Show. So if you could drop a video, or drop a video, I mean, drop one if you like, but drop a like definitely on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. There's two more shows coming for you today. There's going to be one at four o'clock. I'll be joined by Elliot from the Arsenal Vision podcast. We're going to have a good chat about Arsenal transfers, of course. Uh, and then at seven o'clock, I'm going to be joined by Drew, Zamir and Joe, uh, two of which, of course, Joe and Zamir from our members. And if you want to become a member and come on the show now and again, you can. So make sure you do. But also, Drew's going to be back. And it's been a while since Drew's been on the channel. I know a lot of you enjoy uh, Drew's content and what he likes to say on the show. So make sure you tune in at seven o'clock. So two more shows for you today, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. with Elliot, Drew, Joe and Zamir. I will see you again a little bit later on this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always. Watch out for those cheeky ITKs. Um, but I'll see you again, guys, and have a good one. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.